Hello, and welcome to a live Zoom brought to you by the TPLA Group, which stands for the Teen Prevention Leadership Academy of the Union County Ohio Drug-Free Coalition. I am Gigi Bix, your host. To give a little background, we are a group of students from Marysville High School and Marysville Early College High School, gathering research about meeting the county's needs to prevent the use of drugs in our county. It is no doubt that the presence of alcohol and drugs are dominating teens in Union County. Each of us on this panel sees this in our schools and is the sole purpose of what we are here to accomplish, prevention. Our goal as a group is to inform the county about these issues, implement positive change, and overall solve the problem of teens, or anyone for that matter, to stop drug and alcohol abuse. Today, we hope to inform our listeners about what exactly is happening in the county, the science and genetics behind that, and how that ultimately affects teens and their success. Joining us today are Miss Emily Williams, junior at Marysville High School, Emily Willis, junior at Marysville High School, Jared Larius, junior at Marysville Early College High School, and our wonderful leaders, Nancy Bills and Christina Kesterson. Let's dive right in. To start, if we want to understand the ins and outs of how these substances can affect us, we need to first know how it impacts the brain. As we know, the brain is imperative to our everyday lives as humans. And we also need to know with that how addiction starts. So here to speak on this matter is Miss Emily Williams from Marysville High School. Emily, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, so like you said, I'll be talking about the brain and how addiction starts and kind of that whole process there. And just overall, I think there's not enough awareness about what's actually happening. Like you said, even though we know vaping is bad, um, we need to know more of what that actually means. So we'll get into the science of it a little bit. So your brain grows until age 25 and it's still developing until then. And vaping as a teen can create impulse control issues, concentration issues. Um, you can get addictions to nicotine and mood disorders like depression, ADHD, anger issues. It kind of ranges depending on, you know, the person. And these can become permanent. If you think of it like concrete, it kind of makes sense. So as a teen, it's kind of like wet cement. You can still mold your behaviors and kind of prevent addiction. But as soon as you hit age 25, your brain start, stops developing and it becomes almost impossible to physically change those synapses in your brain again. Vaping is also still new-ish. So substances within the vape can be unknown and very harmful depending on which kind you get because if you look at labels of vape pens they normally say nicotine flavorings and other chemicals are within the vape and they don't have to specify what the other chemicals are because they're not fda approved or anything like that so you never really know what you're getting and how harmful they can be to you so the aerosol from e-cigarettes like i said is not harmless like some people think it is not water vapor it can contain potentially fatal harmful chemicals including nicotine and ultrafine particles that can be inhaled deep into your lungs and stay there for a long time and then flavoring such as diacetyl a chemical linked to serious and strong lung disease or volatile organic compounds such as benzene which is found in car exhaust when you think of it that way you think about how bad it actually is and then as well as small particles of nickel tin and lead that can't be inhaled into the lungs and just a little bit about how addiction starts so each time a new memory is created in your brain or a new skill um, you 
get strong connections called synapses, kind of like this. And they're built between brain cells and young people's brains build synapses faster than adult brains. And because addiction is a form of learning, adolescents can get addicted more easily because those synapses are formed quicker. And once you become adult, they're harder to break. So there's also things like predispositioned hereditary addiction that can come from older generations. If they were addicts to alcohol or drugs, it can be a part of your inheritance already. Um, And then there's also things such as peer pressure from kids at school or just parents sometimes even give it to their kids. So that's kind of how addiction starts. You see them doing it and then you think it's cool. You start doing it and then you start getting chemically addicted to it. Wow. Yeah. You bring up a lot of really good points, (laughs) a lot of super big words that I'm like, oh my gosh. But um, I that's all really important to know you know you don't know that you know I don't think a lot of kids at our school realize you know what this is doing to them and I think like you were saying it's vulnerable for everybody but kids are at such a vulnerable stage because of those memories that they're creating you know and learning from and it's just really interesting because I would have never guessed that myself so thank you for sharing and no problem wonderful information So to move on to every story, there's always a legal side that needs to be discussed. So what is the current status of drug use in our county, in our state, or in Union County itself? So here to deliberate more on that is Emily Willis of Marysville High School. Hi. So I'm going to first start off talking about vaping. So here in Marysville, um, stores are selling to minors, and the legal aspect of that is they can get misdemeanor charges and the store can either go out of business and the employee will probably either get, well, probably will get fired and probably will serve time for selling to minors. Another big issue here, well, in the United States in general, is um, teen drive, drunk driving with teens under the influence. I was doing research and 24% of teens in the U.S. have been in a car with a drunk driver and only 15.1% of teens have admitted to driving under the influence. And one in 10 teens drink and drive, which means if they get caught drinking and driving, they will probably get fined and get their license taken away. But if there are fatalities, um, they can be charged due to the fact that they did kill someone. Another topic or issue here locally is marijuana usage. If like you can get fined in Ohio for marijuana since it is illegal and the police are trying to find ways to like get marijuana off the street and what I would do for like a safer way to get it was I'd get it a dispensary area because um, it's safer usage and most likely won't get tampered with. Yeah I think you bring up a lot of good points too about the legal status too because I mean obviously there's parts of every single story and knowing that part is really important you know for how people are getting you know these drugs. Emily I know we kind of talked about this a little bit what kind of solutions you know would you see in order to kind of keep these numbers down and prevent that? So when it comes to the stores I feel like we should find the stores that are doing it and like having their employees sell the miners and report them to their company so that can be handled. 
drinking and driving, I think a good solution is either to just talk about it more and just like really show the effects of what happens like during drunk driving, like either in a presentation or just talking to parents. And then for the marijuana usage, a distribution area would be very beneficial because then you know that people aren't tampering with it so you have a safer option than buying street drugs. Right I think those are all really good solutions. I think overall gaining awareness having that you know place where again you said not to tamper with those drugs would be a really really good idea. So thank you for sharing. So thank you. We have Jared Larius. So as we have established thus far, drug use can impact a person's physical, mental, and emotional health. They also affect sport and extracurricular performance. So a member of Marysville High School's very own football team, here is Jared Larius from Marysville Early College High School. Hi. So first, I'd like to start off why athletes consider using drugs. So the first I have is to improve their athletic performance. The 57% of athletes use performance-enhancing drugs to get an edge on their competition. Um, the second reason can be to cope with mental illness. So athletes, they may use drugs as a way to deal with their depression or anxiety and stress. Athletes say that drugs and alcohol help with these, and I have a lot of friends that say that and stuff like that, but it only makes them feel good for a short period of time, like, you know, alcohol, it you get drunk, it makes you feel good. And nicotine, it gives you a buzz. It's only for a short period of time. And then they start to crave it again, which starts their addiction process. Um, third reason, they deal with pressure. Athletes often face a significant amount of pressure on and off the field. So they have pressure to win. So they'll improve their performance or quickly recover from an injury. The fourth reason is to treat physical injuries. Athletes who suffer physical injuries may use drugs like prescription opioids and marijuana to deal with pain. Uh, for some athletes, addiction starts when they are prescribed painkillers for an injury. Over time, they may begin to misuse their prescriptions. Drug abuse is common in athletics, with an estimate of 67% of uh, bodybuilders that will use steroids, 52% of professional football players who use opioids, and up to 93% of college athletes who use alcohol. Some athletes use drugs or alcohol merely to just fit in. Athletes use drugs. So for anabolic steroids, between 0.7% to 6.6% of high school athletes have been reported using steroids. And around 9% of professional football players and 67% of competitive bodybuilders have used steroids at some point in their careers. For alcohol, between 71% and 93% of college athletes drank alcohol in the past year. For marijuana, 28% used in the past year. Opioids, between 52% and 71%. And stimulants, around 3% of college athletes have reported to been being used. A lot of us know the effects of the drug use in athletes. For alcohol, alcohol use may uh, cause damage with memory, learning, and coordination, and can lead to liver and neurological damage. 
For marijuana, it can negatively impact short-term memory, learning, balance, coordination, and ability to focus. For cocaine, it can cause damage to the heart, respiratory, nervous, and digestive systems. Opioids, such as heroin and prescription painkillers, have a high risk of overdose. When these drugs are injected, the user's risk of contracting infectious diseases increase significantly. So, yeah, that's all the information that I have for athletes using drugs. Most of it can be for college athletes and professional. A lot of high school is just alcohol and things like weed and nicotine and those types of drugs. I wouldn't say those bigger drugs have been used for high school athletes, but it's obviously a problem and it just, it needs to be fixed. I say we should have parents getting more involved with their children, checking in on them when they're at such a uh, young age to make sure that they don't go down that path with the peer pressure and that kind of stuff. No, I totally agree. Um, I thought it was interesting how whopping those numbers were, even for like college yeah. athletes. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But I want to ask you, so I know you and the whole football team made it really far this season, but I know with that yeah. comes a lot of pressure. So you, you know, staying drug free and everything, what do you usually do in order to kind of relieve stress or kind of relax a little bit? Like what's your go-to thing? I have a lot of like a lot of my football friends and stuff like one way they like to deal with that stuff is they'll just go out to a party or something. So I typically stay away from that kind of stuff. I'll just come home or maybe I'll go hang out with my friends or do something fun in that nature. You know, I'll just stay home and just relax that way rather than going out and having peer pressure put on me. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you yeah. so much for sharing, Jared. So mm -hmm. to wrap up, we as a group really want to get the message across that there are many resources and support out there for those who struggle with drug addiction or abuse. So here to speak on this are our lovely lady leaders, Ms. Christina Kesterson and Nancy Beals. So they're just going to kind of talk a little bit briefly about the different resources we have here in Union County, um, around the county, and just, you know, hotlines that you can call as well if you're dealing with something like this. So. Thanks, Gigi. I just wanted to provide uh, a few resources for information and help uh, should you find yourself or someone that you care about in a situation where they, they need to, to talk to someone. First of which is the Mental Health and Recovery Board hotline, which is one 800-831-5577. Again, mental, mental Health and Recovery Board hotline, 1-800-831-5577. Um, the second is the addiction hotline, and that number is 1-800-662-4357. Again, the addiction hotline is 1-800-662-4357. Four three five seven. Um, the third resource is the suicide hotline, and that number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Again, suicide hotline one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And the national helpline is one eight hundred six six two H E L P. Again, national helpline is one eight hundred. 662 help or H E L P. Turning Point is another 
another one we'd like to share. It is a 24 hour crisis line. And that number is 1-800-232-6505. There's also a second number, 740-382-8988. And also with Turning Point, um, there is a text option. And you can just text Turning Point all together as one word, T-U-R-N-I-N-G-P-O-I-N-T. Or you can text T-P-H-E-L-P, or lastly, the word turning, T-U-R-N-I-N-G, to the number 20121. Again, any of those acronyms, turning point altogether is one word, T-P-HELP, or turning to the number 20121. Two more that I'd like to share, the Mosaic hotline, that is 833 833- Six six seven two four two eight. Again, the Mosaic Hotline, which is a twenty-four hour hotline as well. Eight three three six six seven two four two eight. And you can also contact mosaicu.org. So that's M O S A I C U.org, and that's the letter U. And for any further information, um, I can hand it over certainly to to Nancy um, to give her information. Nancy, would you like to, to chime in here? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christina. And just to maybe clarify a little bit, um, Turning Point is particularly helpful if you're having problems with a dating relationship or have some domestic violence going on. So if you're in a situation where somebody's being either psychologically abusive to you or physically abusive, there that's a great resource for that. And the Mosaic Project is actually kind of for parents, and they're helpful with a wide range of any kind of mental health question that a parent may have about their young person. You know, it can be routine or it can be, you know, really uh, much more concerning. So it's kind of always nice to have those phone numbers that you can reach out to and say, you know, my child's acting a little bit different right now, and I'm not sure how much help I should give them. And so these are folks that you can kind of talk that over with. The other thing I wanted to touch base on, you know, we talked about, Emily talked about marijuana, and it certainly is available uh, for some health conditions. We've got medical marijuana in the state of Ohio. And if you have a qualifying health condition and a physician has made a recommendation for you, you're Uh, welcome to go to one of the dispensaries, medical marijuana dispensaries, and get that. I would point out that marijuana, medical marijuana, whatever you want to call it, is still very dangerous for young people to use. In large part, as Emily pointed out, you know, the brain is still developing. And any of these drugs of abuse uh, impact that brain development and kind of take it in, in a way that you don't really want it to go. And marijuana is one of those that acts, uh, is very active in how it affects the brain. And so we want to express a lot of caution and concern about marijuana use at any age, but particularly uh, in in adolescence. If anybody's interested in being part of the TPLA, you can get a hold of me, Nancy, at the Mental Health and Recovery Board. Uh, My email is nancy at mhrbuc. Dot org, uh, or you can give us a call at area code 937-642-1212.
And I am just so proud of this group and all the information that you've put together and your willingness to kind of help uh, other kids out there kind of migrate through the quicksand here, because there's kind of a lot of opportunities that young people have to, to think about and address and decide, you know, what's right for them. So let me turn it back over to Gigi and, and thank everybody for their participation. Thank you both so much. I There's so many resources available, you know, not in just Union County alone, but all over the state. So I really encourage you if, you know, you are struggling or, you know, you need help to really take the time and reach out to some of those wonderful organizations. So as we wrap up, I would love it if each of us kind of shared what it means to be a part of this group and kind of what changes you're hoping to make in our country and our world and our county. And so we'll just start with Emily, just, you know, why did you choose to be a part of Teen Prevention Leadership Academy and kind of what do you hope to accomplish? Yeah, so I just kind of decided to be a part of it just because I've seen so much vaping and drugs in school and bathrooms. And it's, it's a real issue. Like we had an incident at the high school the other day that put a student in harm from a vape pen. And I think there are a lot of misconceptions about drugs that we need to make clear that they are misconceptions. And I just want to make sure that drugs aren't seen as a joke because I think a lot of teenagers just don't really grasp how dangerous it is. And it just becomes more of a joking thing than a serious issue. For sure. Yeah. It, it's scary. They can be really scary as we've seen here. Jared, you have anything to say? Yeah. Um, being an athlete, it's so common to see a lot of athletes doing that kind of stuff. So I just, I wanted to be a part of TPLA just to be different, to, you know, maybe help my friends out with that kind of stuff. Just find out a way to help prevent them and prevent kids in the future from doing that and going down that path, you know, ruining a career or, you know, stuff like that, just to help them out. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with what everyone is saying. I think there is this big stigma around using drugs and that, oh, it is a joke, you know, and, and I think we as a group really want to kind of uncover, you know, the mental aspect of it, you know, what is driving them to use this? How can we really just ultimately help them to, you know, live to the best of their ability, I think is the biggest thing. I really just want to advocate for prevention because of that. And I don't want to see peers my age, you know, getting into that sort of thing. So again, great thoughts all around. And I'm super happy that we were all able to come together and discuss um, these really important issues. So I wanted to thank all of you so much for presenting your information today, giving our audience wonderful, you know, things to think about, as well as our amaz amazing advisors, Miss Nancy Beals and Christina Kesterson. Uh, without them, we would not be where we are today. And so for complete resource information on drug overdose, please contact Nancy Beals, as she said, coordinator of the Union County Ohio Drug Free Coalition, Monday through Friday, Nancy at MHRB buc.org. Again, that's nancy at mhrbuc.org. So until we see you again, please stay safe and healthy and be on the lookout for the next podcast of the Teen Prevention Leadership Academy.